thanks for having me. I want this to be interactive. Uh, so really, I want to just share some of my story, how I got into what the heck I'm doing uh, and why I do this um, and all of that. So uh, I am now uh, an investor myself. I just uh, bought a commercial real estate building for my office uh, and doing a lot more of that um, and just have a big plan and just love the things that I help do is really helpful within real estate investing and in this whole crazy financial world that we find are all all of us find ourselves in. So a little bit about me is um, I am a, um, what do you call those? Um, I've had multiple businesses. Uh, what is, what's that? When you have a bunch of them. Yeah. Serial entrepreneur, whatever the heck that means. Uh, serial, I'm a serial entrepreneur. Exactly how you describe uh, it. <laughs> yeah. Lots, lots of businesses. Most of them, some of them, as I, as I did, I was like, oh man, this is not a very healthy business. Uh, I am not healthy uh, as a business owner. And my first business was a coffee shop. We had a big uh, desire to make an impact. And we thought that uh, running a coffee shop, we'd make a lot of money. Uh, and, you know, that would be amazing. A couple years into it, we realized this is really hard. We were last to get paid. Uh, the overhead was insane. Uh, we were not the owners of the, the building. We were the renters and that had problems associated with it, meaning um, we did not have control of rents or our lease was a year to year lease. And, and that was a, a problem. Right. And so through that, we we still had this passion to change the world, make a difference. Um, and we came across this concept uh, called infinite banking. Uh, let me know. Have you guys ever heard of that uh, system? Uh, pro, is it, is it, have you heard negatives or positives about it? Well, I've heard both. I have a negative connotation about it. Yeah, yeah I gotcha. would share that. I've heard too much about it, maybe. <laughs> gotcha. I just so uh, go ahead. Sorry. So here's the thing with this. I knew that me as a business owner, I was my greatest asset, right? Uh, my biggest risk was also me. And uh, if I was investing, I was I was this business owner, right? So there's no 401k match, right? There's none of that. I am not the match for myself, like in in general. Uh, it just didn't didn't make sense as a small business owner. So wait, I needed wait, wait, to wait, have. Wait. I, 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 I'm so sorry. I have to take a step back. Why, as a sole business owner, why is a four and K match not working? Oh, because you have employees. Is that why? Because I would be matching myself, right? I needed. Yeah. I I needed to, and I was very much on the edge of burnout, right? On the edge of of brokenness ourselves, and in, in this coffee shop, right? We needed to have some stability in place, oh. and. Putting it into uh, the market seemed like it was divesting from myself. I was divesting from our business or future. And so we we watched this uh, documentary called Banking with Life and started putting money, small amounts of money into our policies, right? Uh, life insurance policies. And, and through that, we were able to access the capital uh, as we are saving for things that happened. I had a flood in my business that um, unfortunately this flood, uh, things don't just, uh, like it's not just up and to the right, 
as much as people think it's going to be up into the right, accidents and things happen. Well, I was able to access my cash value on my policy to overcome that obstacle, right? Uh, which was hugely powerful uh, because I had access to the capital anyway. And then um, after that flood, literally the roof was off and it rained freak accident and all of this stuff happened. Well, lo and behold, my uh, wife was two months pregnant, did not know that at the time. Uh, and we found out we were going to have a baby, right? All the while, um, I had met with an attorney at one point because we wanted to grow the business. And unfortunately, I don't know about you guys, I didn't come from a rich uncle that gave me a lot of money to get started. Um, I'm a poor person that started. Uh, when you start a brick and mortar business, you don't just like go with, you know, a lot of money. And I don't know about you guys, you can get loans for student education, but as a business owner, it's harder to get loans, right? Or any of that stuff. Very hard. Uh, I learned it. So so we learned about this whole thing called profit first. My, my lawyer had asked me at the time, we had paid off all of our debt. We had paid, uh, helped a lot of, uh, of people in that, in that industry or, or with the coffee shop. But he asked us, how much are you paying yourself? And I was like, oh, uh, well, let's not talk about that. That's not important. Uh, and I learned about this system called Profit First, right? And making sure I reverse engineer my, um, making sure I'm paying myself, right? As a business owner, as a self-employed person, making sure taxes are in the right place. Uh, you'd be surprised how many business owners forget that the money that comes through their hands that they actually owe taxes on it um, often. Uh, and so with all that said, Profit First was a big deal. If you haven't heard of Profit First, I recommend it. Has anybody heard of that system, Profit First? And what, what are your thoughts on that? I, I don't want to disrupt your flow. So I'm gotcha. going to my opinion for now. Gotcha. Well, and Profit First for me was very uh, eye-opening. And there's a book called Profit First for Real Estate Investors. There's a lot of people, and I'm a business owner. Most businesses fail, right? Most. Uh, and it's not because of uh, ideas. It's because of access to cash or capital. They, they don't understand their numbers, right? And so that was something that really uh, resonated with me. All the while, I, I then had this flood, had a baby, right? And uh, I was planning to grow into this this coffee shop for a long time. Um, and I learned that this concept of infinite banking and profit first had made a big difference for us. Luckily, because of access to capital, I was able to sell my business, not close my business. There's a big difference there. My majority of businesses close, Um you know, 85% of businesses don't even make it very far, right? So that was a, a thing of saying, okay, I had the passion. I had the tenacity. We were working our ass off, but it doesn't always work out just because you have great um, uh, ideas. You need to actually have cash flow. You need to actually have your numbers and you need to understand your numbers. Again, I've talked to business owners all the time. They don't actually uh, look at the deals 
and actually don't know the numbers, right? That happens way too much. And even here, if you don't like infinite banking or you do like infinite banking or, or whatever, it doesn't matter. What matters is, okay, have you actually run the numbers for yourself and does it make sense for you? Because honestly, anything could happen. And why I like the infinite banking strategy is prepare for the worst, hope for the best, prepare for the worst. We don't know when things are going to go badly, right? Or when they're going to go good, right? And so I wanted to be able to uh, make sure if something happened to me in the coffee shop that my wife was going to be made whole and not just saying, oh yeah, now you have a huge debt and this, right? So now fast forward seven years, I actually used my cash value on my policy a couple times used it for an emergency in the building or in the business, right? Able to sell it. I used it to do a 20% down on my uh, property, right? Uh, 20% down. I did 20% down on purpose because then I didn't have PMI insurance and all that fun stuff. Um, And then I paid it back. And then I just recently bought a commercial real estate building for my office that I'm the owner of, but my business is the renter. I, I like it that way because I don't have to deal with, you know, crazy renters um, because I am the crazy renter and I'm going to protect it. Um, but my business is paying me rent. And I know as you guys were talking about the interest rates going up, what do we do about it? I've done the math. I, I also took a, a loan from the bank, but I also know what worked and I I was able to have better terms because of having access to capital. And now I've I've done that and I'm going into more um, node investing, private money lending, those kind of things. Because again, I still have that capital. I might just use my policy as a line of credit. Kind of the way I think about infinite banking and and if I say too much or uh um, if it, if it's confusing, let me know. We we understand the HELOC strategy, right? Right. You access your house for a line of credit. Usually, people use it to uh, not for anything good except to buy a deck or something. Um, but we access that line of credit, and we go buy something with it, right? the The downside is if you're not employed. Uh, You can't get that money usually, or if you're self-employed as a business owner, uh, it's a a little tricky sometimes. Um, Whereas the infinite banking strategy, the the difference I think is instead of the line of credit, the house is your your thing, you're the house and you're able to access- Yeah, you're able to access your line of credit. And the more you put in, that house will always get better and grow, grow. So that's something that I think about a lot is saying, I want to protect my greatest asset. I want to make sure that it is privately protected. You know, we're, we're in a uh, protection base here in, the, in this group. Uh, and I want to have access without penalties or without the government saying uh, this or that. Also, um, this is something I I think about a lot um, as far as putting into um, 
some of these plans in, in the government um, and tax deferred. So let me just ask you guys this question and you let me know. Would you ever get into business with somebody where they make the terms of service in the future? They'll tell you the rules later. Would you ever sign that deal? That's all the the deal is. <laughs> now, you don't know the terms of service. They, they could tell you later what the, the rules I, are. I assume later. you're referring to the government. In what capacity are, are you referring to the government? I'm, a, I'm just asking, would you ever sign that deal? Again, I, it, it, and I don't mean to be pushed back, but hypotheticals are only as good as what you back it up with. Obviously, the answer is no. If you're saying it's the government, then I have to go back and look at what the history is and what particular aspect. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to assume, and I hate doing this because it, what do they say? Assume makes an ass out of me and you. Um, uh, yep. uh, but I assume you're referring to like uh, an IRA or a 401k that the government might change yeah. the taxes. later on. I, ju- okay. I just think about taxes. taxes in general. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Taxes in general. We Got defer it. taxes and we put into these things. And uh, on top of that, we don't know what the, the return will be, right? Especially in a volatile market. There's a lot of math that is just uh, wrong out there that we really want to think about if we would never get into business with somebody where they make the terms of service in the future, why do we do that with our uh, retirement assets all the time? Go ahead. Um, first of all, I, I just want to say how thankful I am that you're you're showing us, you know, your progression and, um, you know, what works for you and what works for any of us may work for others mm-hmm. and it may not. And I, there's nothing I like more than hearing how other people have done things. And I especially like it when I hear that they've done it different because I feel that we all benefit by being consummate students our whole life. Um, and yep. I'm going to challenge you on, on kind of some of the assumptions that you're making. And it's not because I don't like you actually kind of, I like your presentation style and I like the way you're doing things, but I can only learn by you know, asking questions, but uh, can you tell me what, with infinite banking, what you feel you gain from it that you can't gain by doing it yourself? And let me just give an example before, before that. Uh, The main Mm -hmm. advantage that I see it is, frankly, if, if, if you lack discipline and you want a way to put money away into something, kind of like paying a mortgage off over time, you'll, you'll have more and more of your principal disappear. But I find if you're yep. a very disciplined person, instead of making those payments to a policy, you can pay, pay yep. them into a brokerage account and you can borrow against it. If you do the right brokerage account, you can do it at a very, very good rate. If you're really not into the market, you can invest in very broad-based ETFs that are very tax efficient and very much mimic the markets, uh, which is exactly what the people that you're giving the money to the insurance companies are doing. You can mimic really what they're investing mm-hmm. in. And for me, there's very little you can control at the market. There is one thing you can control if you pay attention, and that's how much you pay in fees. And the thing where it breaks down for me the most with infant banking is the amount of fees that you have to pay. Uh, and I don't know if you've done the analog. I assume that you have. Uh, but yep. I, I just I can't get past the fact that so much when you, when you put the money in, when you pull it out, when you put it back, the fees mm-hmm. that rack up compared to really doing it on your own with portfolio margin or margin accounts, you know, or borrowing against your mm-hmm. stocks, paying them back, uh, and a few other methods, 
I, I just, I'm really having trouble seeing the benefit other than one thing, which I'll discuss later. But, uh, well, what are the fees on whole life insurance? Tell me. I, you know, that's going to differ completely depending on what you see, but some of them I've seen, it's, you know, 7% right off the bat, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know that, you know, you put into it. Um, so, I mean, any fees, if I'm, if it's 2%, if it's 3%, uh, mm-hmm. if it's one and a half percent, it's more than what I'm paying. Um, so yeah. I, I have trouble with that. I also have trouble that you don't have any say in how that money is being invested. And if you feel even remotely comfortable about investing that money, there's other avenues in which you can put your, you know, money into. Whereas a entrepreneur, you have, you you only not only have access to that money, but you have access to how that can be invested. Uh, so that, that that's kind of where it breaks down for me. Uh, but I have heard from you. I've heard from others that swear by it and love it. So uh, I yeah. I'm curious how you get over that hump of the amount of. Well, let me let me ask ask Please. you this: How many people actually know where their money's invested when it's in the market, and how many people? Actually, if, if they have an employer sponsored plan, actually have certain um, choices. Right. I, I think that's an excellent question. Um, I'm, I'm being more selfish and saying what's right for me um, mm-hmm. and really what I you know, recommend to other people. And, 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 and that can be totally contrary to each other. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I very often will tell people that it's okay if their kids don't go to college because college isn't for everybody, but there's just no, I'm, I'm a complete hypocrite because there's no way my kids are not going to go. <laughs> so yeah. uh, it's the same advice is that you're right. Maybe infant baking is right for some people. Um, but I would argue you can invest that same money in a, you know, interactive brokers pay very, very little fees and have ETFs and you can borrow against it at a much, much lower rate and basically do what the rich do. Because if you're paying yourself first, which is another thing I have a trouble with, is that you now have income that you've got yeah. to pay payroll taxes and taxes on. What do the rich do when they need money? Do, does Elon Musk sell a stock? No, he borrows against it. Uh, that's what the rich yeah. do. You yeah. borrow against do you, your do you think? Do you think Elon Musk has a life insurance, whole life insurance? I know that a lot of very uber wealthy people do. Why uh, do you think they have it? Well, because well, I mean, well, because of estate planning, and they want it to pass on to their uh, their heirs yeah. without being taxed. Uh, and when you have a cap yeah. around about twenty three, twenty four million now, anything beyond that is going to be taxed at forty to fifty percent. Mm-hmm. So that's why a lot of them do it. Yeah. So, it's thinking about it's all one wallet, in my opinion, it's all one wallet. And I think JD or JL said I do both. I do both. I'm not saying either or. I don't even compare this to a uh, investment thing, right? Investment vehicle. This is not an investment vehicle. This, and if you if you've been sold, it's an investment vehicle. It's a savings component. It is your where you can put your money, cash available, access and liquidity into something that you can access and leverage for use uh, in the future, right? It's a savings component. It is not an investment. And if somebody has told you it's an investment, they're wrong. It is not an investment. However, when you have your money in savings, do you get taxed on it? When you have your money in say only if you sell. it In your savings account, do oh, you get account. taxed? 
Yes. Inflation. God, I wouldn't talk on. about putting money in a savings account. And even if you did get taxed on your savings account, what's your interest rate on a savings account? Even now, less exactly. than one, less than one percent. So yeah, tax me yeah. away on that less than one percent because yeah. Well, and, and this is a hundred dollars. Here's a hundred dollars. This savings this, account this, is a poke uh, in the eye every month. You know. Yeah. And and this is this sounds like red versus blue. This is why I don't get into these kind of things and why I hate uh, politics in general. All I know is, yes, I think it's a both and, not an either or. And the reason we're in a, a crazy, insane world right now is because of greed and because of um, a lot of things that I'm, I just want to make sure I'm building enough and helping my family make sure they are in a better position, right? I, because also, I, I have, let me, let me tell you this, I have a mother-in-law that I'm a caretaker of, and they did not take care of that stuff. And unfortunately, not all of us have family members like me that are taken care of. The, the reality is with life insurance, and this is the main point, is that we will all die at some point. Can I give it to my heirs tax-free and can I leverage and use it while I'm still alive without the 59 and a half rule? All of that stuff, it doesn't matter. I don't want to get in an argument. It's a both hands. I love real estate. Whether you do it with a Roth or any of that stuff, I don't care. Have the conversation and know your numbers, but also realize there's risks in just going all in on one side and not having long-term care or those kind of pieces in place, right? And I want to be able to figure out how can I have my cake and eat it too, at least in some regard. Maybe I'm going slower than others. That's okay. Um, and but it's work it, for you. That's, that's a, that's a huge, plus. exactly. That's a huge. Plus. And, and, and the reality is the market, I, I, I see a lot of Mark people that I'm, I'm dealing with their retirements and they're screwed. And I'm like, I don't want to be in that position when I'm at 65, right? We all didn't start with the $200,000 or a million dollar loan from our parents, right? How do we best position ourselves to where we give uh, our family and uh, a leg up, right? That's the the main thing. Uh, Alex Brendan, has so, a question. Yeah, Brendan. So to put some context to this, and and welcome by the way, mm -hmm. and, and and you know, I, I've heard about infinite banking and the rest of it, right? But to put some context relative to your experience from a dire mm -hmm. business situation with a coffee mm -hmm. shop and all yep. the challenges associated with it you're able to learn something, apply it, that transition now, relative to the insurance piece of it, give us some context. What was the uh, amount? What was the expense? What was the, the savings, if you will, that needs to be set aside? Because at that point in time, I'm sure it wasn't easy for you personally or your partners or your family, right? To make that decision, yeah. but you did. And you said, but seven years later, yeah. so there's a timeline. But the point yeah. is you did something to get you out of that situation. So you reverse that path of failure to, to something successful. So give us some context. Uh, yeah, what that's great. Right. And, and I do think savings is different than investing, right? What we realized is our biggest risk was us in the business. And we were not able to make sure that we were taking care of future us. Right. So we needed to reverse engineer and we put in 400 bucks a month into a small policy 
that we felt we had a little more control over. We could have access when we need it. And I was going to protect my wife uh, if something happened to me because I I did get in a end up going in the hospital for anxiety and blood pressure, right? Because of the coffee shop, right? So I could have died, right? So at least it was something uh, and I had access to it, right? And I was doing 400 bucks a month, right? So in the beginning, put 400 bucks a month, my access to capital back into the policy, uh, 250 bucks, right? In the first month, right? But it kept growing and I and I had things that we had a line of credit that we could use, and again, always do the math. I knew that the cost of accessing the cash value was 5% simple interest, or I could have used a credit card and overcome that obstacle at 22% interest. Kind of did the math to see which, which makes sense, right? So at that point- pay back to you? Like you borrow the money and you pay it, it back? You know what I mean? It goes back to the policy, Right. Into yeah. the and this is where people always are confused or 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 they'll argue. So the policy, as I'm putting in, it's an overfunded policy. I get dividends into the policy as if um, basically it's a return of premium and and it keeps it under the taxable limit, right? So the insurance companies have a business model. So five percent simple. Either way, I don't care. Five percent is less than twenty-two percent. I don't care where who got the money; it's cheaper, right? So, I'm sorry, Brandon. Would you tell me about what is the twenty-two percent again? That's if you want to pull it out completely. Oh, a credit, like your credit cards. I, I see people all the time. They don't have an emergency fund, ah. and they've gotten out of debt, but then something happens. Guess what happens? A bank gives them a here's your emergency fund. I'll give it to you at this rate, right? It's all about the interest rates and thinking through it. Why is the Fed increasing their rates, right? We have to ask those questions, right? And all of that's going to increase. So it's access to capital at a lower rate. Yeah, Brendan. So let's go back to the $400 that you, the Mm -hmm. discipline, the decision you have to make coming from you personally or the business. You have to find that money. You set up a policy. What was the, what was the insurance part of that policy? Because that's a big plus, right? Because you're buying a whole life insurance. What was the yeah. value of the of the policy for the insurance part of it? Oh, how much? How how high was the how much did that buy? How much insurance did that buy? Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, probably in the beginning, I think it, my uh, death benefit is about oh, I don't know, five hundred thousand or something like okay, that. Okay, so you have five hundred thousand insurance. You're making four hundred thousand investment, and you rode it for seven years, right? Yeah, I still pay into that premium into the policy because I'm I'm now seven years. No, I've, I've been doing that since 2013. So um, understood. But the reference that you had mentioned earlier that seven years later you were able to then leverage that, borrow against it, and and then yeah, you know, you're able yeah. to have access to yeah. liquidity, if you will, yeah. through the policy. Yeah. So it's and I think of myself. Plan. Yeah, I think of myself as both the borrower and the lender at the same time. I'm wearing two different hats, right? Copy, copy uh, noted. So four or five hundred bucks, you made an investment. So five to seven years later, right? So this is the time time span that you were able to yeah. use it yeah. and apply it towards, you know, reversing uh engineering your business to get on the yeah. on the on the upside. The cash Stop. value. Yeah. And I what I'm thinking is I'm thinking long range more than anything. I'm not just thinking about short 
quick uh, wins. But I'm thinking about future me, taxes, uh, all of that stuff that's going to happen when I'm 82, not when I'm 25, right? And the way I kind of think about it is it's the um, uh, what I call 10-10-10 savings rule. 10% should, and, and this is uh, richest man in Babylon, 10% of all you earn is for you to keep. It just happens to go into my life insurance policy. Uh, my, I have a bigger policy that is I put my MEC limit, which is a technical term for my taxable ceiling, is $56,000, right? $56,000 is my ceiling on this policy, a separate policy than that small one that I started. And uh, I have to save for taxes every year, right? Hopefully, I just happen to put it through my policy first to create a, a line of credit. This is all after uh, tax dollars, right? I mean, you don't get any tax benefit for putting it in. Right? Not for putting it in. I mean, I've right. already paid the. I'm going to pay the tax now versus right. pay the tax in the future. Right, right. Yeah. kind of like a Roth in any way. Yep, it's a what they call it is a rich man's Roth. I don't have to worry about the the seven thousand or whatever uh, rich man's Roth. So, so again, Brandon, what did that what did that four five four hundred five hundred investment or, or savings uh, rather until you were able to use it? What was the amount of the money that you're able to access liquidity wise? What did that translate to you in your in your case? Yes, yeah. So let's say I put in four hundred dollars month one. I'll have two hundred fifty dollars cash value at least for my age, uh, month one, right? Day day one of the policy, right? So a lot of people say, well, you don't get cash. You don't have it until you're in year three. Like, mm -hmm. well, that's totally not true uh, because I did, right? And so we want to think about, it's all about um, the, again, saving for the future, access on my terms, and I'm thinking long range, right? So it it's not an either or, it's a both and, um, not Democrat, Republican, or any of that. This is the savings component that I'm using to then do things that I, I'm investing in other areas in my business and real estate. You know, it's a both and. Brandon, of that $400, uh, how, how much of that is going to, in a sense, well, the life insurance company is a fee. Or, I or mean, that, that it way. depends. I mean, I mean, think about it. Uh, and we, you want to talk about rate of return all day long, right? Uh, rate of return. Well, I put in 400, 400 bucks. And, and here's the problem that we don't realize. They're in a business model. However, if I died tomorrow, my wife gets a huge rate of return, right? Okay. All right. And it's that, right? insurance. Right. No, but... Here, I, I mean, I, yeah. uh, we want to we want to chase rate of return all day long. Mon no, 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 I, I, I wasn't going toward rate of return. I was going toward kind of what I mentioned earlier about the one thing you control is fees. And if mm -hmm. you're putting in four hundred, but you're you're only getting ninety three percent of that, you know, because seven is going to you know the business, their business model. Uh, that's yeah. something that you should know because over time, yeah. that seven percent rate of return to them is quite yeah. substantially a negative toward you. Um, yeah. Well, I, I, go ahead. Let, me, let me ask you this. 
Sure. Uh, most most people are business owners, uh, and this is who I operate with my, most of the time. They operate in a negative for three to five years, right? It costs money to start Very a business. Often. Am I right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. How much does it cost to start a business? Oh God, that depends on the business. And how much do you make back? Why Why do you get in the business? Why do you get into the business? Earn a in the business to make money, money, of course. To well, make money, how- right? Well, it's one of the reasons. However, however, here's the thing. You get in the business to make money, but the first three to four years in most businesses are, are a negative, right? Cost money, right? There's a cost to starting a business. Am I right? We're awfully generalizing here. I mean, most people will be out of business by, by year three. I mean, if we're really being honest, um, if yeah. you're very. So, so what I love about this, it's a business model. So I can tell you by an illustration, yes, there's a cost of insurance, right? But by year four, if it's designed properly, not all insurance is the same, not all life insurance, the way it, infinite banking is very different. That's why you find the right person. By year four, I will be able to tell you that I know that the cost is negligible. It's going to go away. By year seven, I know it's profitable and I can tell you exactly with the numbers what it's going to be and how profitable it will be. No question. I can tell you in the illustration that it's a profitable business for you. Now, is there guaranteed? Is there a business? Is there a cost of doing it? Absolutely. Now, if you died in the first three years, hey, they they run a loss. That's why they create it the way they do. They don't want you to die, right? Brandon, so before, you want to, we're going to think like a business model. Yeah. Before we end this, I want to go back to the four hundred uh, savings. Right. At some point, you deploy it. What was the amount of money you were able to uh, draw <laughs> from that plan to apply towards your business to reverse engineer, if you will, your situation? What was the amount of capital that you were able to access? Yeah, it, it, it keeps growing as I put in, right? I'm still funding into my policy, right? Copy, and copy, so, copy and noted. But yeah. how much did you pull out in, to apply to your business when you did it, when you were in a position to do it? I understand the concept. Oh, how yeah. much talking? 50000 I, I started in year one. So remember, yeah. I started a coffee shop. Copy. Uh, copy. When I started the coffee shop, Unfortunately, you start 0% interest, right, uh, for credit card, and then they they increase it up, right? Well, what I did was I used my cash value to do what they call the snowbank method or, or snowball method. Snowball. Yeah. I just used my cash value, and then I paid it back. So then I was generating wealth. It's a wealth accumulator idea. So I'm using that to overcome the debt because most people start business in a negative all about doing, again, don't do what the banks tell you to do, do what the banks do, right? Using the system to think about access to capital, assets, liabilities. Okay. Uh, 80 cents, I don't know what that means, 20% to premium, 80% to policy. Um, Oh, yeah, that might be like a, a split on a policy, right? Uh, as I think what they're saying, um, as a good, efficient policy, it depends on how we design it. Uh, I think a lot about the design or what the client needs. Um, 
And sometimes uh, we get, you get dividends on the base premium. And again, I'm not building a policy that's high uh, base, all death benefit. I want to shrink it and have as much uh, cash value um, within reason. So um, those are things I think about. And again, I, I did not realize when I got into this business, I had no idea that Dave Ramsey uh, has the rule and, and that the market was like it is. All I knew was I was a uh, small business owner trying to make a difference in the world through an ethical coffee shop, learned about this whole thing, and it changed our life, changed our trajectory. And I see a lot of, of people, blood in the street kind of idea. And I'm like, how do I help people? Oh, this helped me. I'm going to help others. And I'm in this industry, not real. I mean, again, when I got in, I didn't realize. I just was like, oh, this is helpful. Why don't more people know about it? Um, and that was kind of where I uh, got into it, right? So, Brandon, uh, if I knew you... that there was better ways to make more money, um, maybe I'd do something else. But I, yeah, I, I haven't talked to you about that. <laughs> I, I will say there's a couple of benefits. I mean, the death benefit is huge. I, I mean, you could probably do it with a term life policy on the side, you know, until your wealth is to a certain point. Uh, in my opinion, uh, but the one big benefit that you haven't brought up is the uh, the shield from liability. You know that insurance companies offer you that your your money is a lot more protected than than a lot of other vehicles. So uh, I will tip my hat off to that portion of it. Yeah, hey, Brendan. Before so we what other questions today, okay. if you could make sure you post your contact information for for some of us. Uh, I'd like to yep. uh, be able to connect with you, have some additional conversation. I mean, I, I understand uh, the concept, I think, um, and, and the idea behind, you know, a for savings situation. But in this case, it, it stands to benefit you and your business uh, at some point in time uh, because there is cash flow that goes through the business. The question is, do you have the discipline to find that, to be able yep. to do what you've done? And that was precisely the point I wanted to to focus on as, as a part of a uh, uh, a strategy in terms of how you manage yourself and your business, right? Uh, and to that point, and then the amount of money that we're talking about in your case, 400 bucks, that's not too much. Uh, I think for, for most of us here, for all of us here, I should say, be able to find that money either on the personal or on the business side, but but the the doing it is the hard part, right? Uh, and, and of course, you need to know more. And uh, the knowing part of it is someone like yourself who's done it, right? And you can attest to it for, for what that's yeah. worth. And, and the main thing I want people to realize, it's all one wallet, right? All of it is one wallet. We we think that everything is going to go up and to the right. As if anything this year is teaching us, that's not the case. Uh, how do we best mitigate that? And we all think we're going to live forever, right? Until something yeah. happens, right? Or or the, the downside is, what happens if you don't die? And that's one of the powers of the policy is having access to long-term care and those kind of things. I didn't talk about that at all. And you clearly have a lot of discipline because I could never run a coffee shop. I would drink all the inventory. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why I ended up in the hospital because of having bad staffing issues and drinking, over-drinking uh, caffeine. Uh, um, <laughs> did you ever get to work or did you... Uh, did you were you able to pull yourself away from that and go into other businesses or do you just kind of keep that? I mean, I'm in, 
uh, I sold that business uh, when we had our baby. And again, using profit first, I realized, hey, this is not as much as I want to be a uh, helping people. I need to make sure that I'm also taking care of myself. Um, because again, there's a lot of people who have great ideas, but they're not taking care of themselves. Uh, they keep reinvesting everything into the business, uh, and saying it's going to get better when, right. Uh, and I think that that's a, uh, thing that we want to make sure as someone said, uh, apply my oxygen mask first. That's why I love the profit first system because I was not. And the reason we sold is because honestly, I could have a baby behind the, or I could have me behind the bar eating ramen all day long. Right. Uh, however, that's not good for a, uh, child. Right? It's not, it's actually illegal to have a baby behind the, the bar. Um, and so I needed to make some changes. Quick question, Brendan. Uh, you might know that a lot of pension funds are getting into trouble because they just didn't have a good way of investing. So which uh, life insurance company do you choose and how do you know they are making sound investment uh, so this company doesn't go bust uh, in the near future? Yeah, so how many insurance companies do you know that have gone bust? I, I have no idea. Maybe they go bust. I don't know. Ma They're majority of them, you no. Know, there's a lot more regulations in place to make sure uh, and then I don't just pick one company. I use companies that have been around for over a hundred years. Uh, they've been done this. This is not their first rodeo going through a pandemic. And think about this. They've gone through a pandemic and a financial crisis and none of them are, are hurting, right? Uh, if anything, a pandemic should have uh, shaken a few things, right? Uh, they have to have liquidity on, on, on there. So, um, and they're, they're a good business model. I mean, like, think about it. They, they, they don't just buy, um, they, they're long-term investors longer than us. <laughs> yeah. Mutual okay. company. You. Uh, again, you want to work with a great person that picks the right policies, mutually owned uh, non-direct recognition builds a policy designed for efficiency that you want your goals. Uh, it's not just State Farm. It's a mutual company. Mm -hmm. As a policyholder, you become an owner. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yep. Thank you, Brendan. Thanks, awesome. Brendan. Reach out. Uh, my number's in the chat, uh, and you can reach me at wealthwisdomfp.com. If you want to learn more, we have a YouTube channel, podcast, go subscribe. Uh, it's more than just money is, a, is something we thought about with our wealth.